Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 2.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest sports columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. Hello. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where there's rubble enough. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, Gentlemen, what you're about to witness is no illusion. And now we got the bass banging from head to Buckingham Palace. They're all moving. Hey Simon, working them up, turning them cycles. Everybody rock, let's bring the house down. To rubble and up, cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, you yeah. Morning, buddy. Happy Thursday. Brand radio show. We got Chris Harrington straight up at. Oh, we got Dan Devine in the next segment. Dan Devine in the next segment. Don't want to skip Dan. Uh, and then we have Chris Harrington straight up at ten o'clock. And then we have writer then write trivia. So we are absolutely jammed today. Uh, in writer then write trivia is this game. Here's what happens. You call in, and Jeffrey beats you at trivia, and then he might have sympathy on you and give you the prize anyway. Jeffrey, what's the prize that you might be giving away after you beat someone today? Jeff, we have four tickets to go see Better Than Ezra with Sister Hazel and Ingram Hill on April the 20th at Bank Plus Amphitheater. Well, that seems fun. That seems fun. Uh, I texted with Justin of Ingram Hill uh this week, and I I think my wife's out of town next week, so I think I might go see them. 
They're one of my favorite bands. Is that is that going to be? What's the date again? What, 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 April the twentieth. So I believe. Where it. will it be in the terms of the playoffs? Uh, will the Grizzlies still be home, or they be in Los Angeles? That would likely be on the road because. Let's say either the playoffs begin it's for the Grizzlies, fear. either the 15th or the 16th. I could be in Los day. Angeles. Yeah. And I say Los Angeles because it appears we're freaking going to Los Angeles, or they're coming here. Which is not something that's high on my list, competitively or uh, geographically. So, uh, I mean, the Grizzlies will be the center of the NBA universe. They would, they would, in that circumstance, Tell be our the story. center of the NBA universe. We will, uh, we'll be able to talk about that. We'll talk about that more as the day progresses and as this segment progresses. Anyway, we are giving away tickets, and uh, you can join Jeffrey uh, if you can be righter than right or just play honorably in defeat uh, in righter than right trivia later on in the show. So last night, I was at the new Irish restaurant, Bog and Barley. Now, here's the thing about Bog and Barley. You can really make it a twofer. And I'm not down to do an O'Call commercial today. But it's in the same, is that, is that what, what, is that Regalia? The Regalia Shopping Center. That's yeah. Regalia. It's the Regalia Shopping Center. It's uh, 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 right there off of Poplar. Poplar and what? What's what's that? Uh, Ridgeway, basically, right? I always think of it as Poplar and fake Shady Grove. Poplar and fake Shady mm-hmm. Grove. But yes, but anyway. that's Ridgeway. And um, so you could stop in, see your friends at O'Call, and uh, get some stunning spring-summer clothing, and uh, and then pop on over to Bog and Barley. Bog and Barley is DJ, who owns Celtic Crossing, uh, decided... And, and obviously Celtic's a very popular bar in Memphis, right? It's sort of a oh, for sure. gathering spot uh, for all things Irish, and they do whiskey tastings, and they, of course, watch football there and, and all of that. Uh, hugely popular. But DJ decided he wanted to build an authentic Irish pub. And so they assembled it. In Ireland. It was designed and assembled in Ireland. It is freaking stunning. The, 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 you walk in and it's just wood everywhere. Just like it's gorgeous, burnished, just stunning. And, it's, it's, and then there's Guinness barrels. and there, it, It's just, I, 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 as you can tell, I, I don't have the words. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it is really... It may be one of the most beautiful, if not the most beautiful, place of food and drink in Memphis. You just walk in, and I'm literally taking pictures of it. Um, so it's stunningly beautiful. And uh, this was a soft opening last night. It actually opens, if you want to go, uh, folks, if you want to go, it opens tomorrow. So I think the general public uh, can go tomorrow. And uh, if you do go... Guinness chocolate cake, and I'm not even a cake guy. Oh, my freaking word. Absolutely fantastic. Love the fish and chips. We split a bunch of stuff. Love the fish and chips. Um, Really, really good. Their fries are cooked in duck fat. And I want to thank the duck that gave up its life for those fries. 
Uh, so they were off. And then they have things, you know, they, they got bangers and mash, which I didn't get. We didn't get. Are you familiar with bangers and mash? Yeah, it's sauce, it's sausage, sausage and, thing, and mashed potatoes. Right. Yeah. And uh, anyway, everything's good. Salmon, uh, incredibly good. Uh, but it's a, just, a, I, I really, it's a place where if people come from out of town, you'll just want to go. Just take them. It's beautiful. But anyway, so I was engaged in eating dinner. And they, they do have big screen TVs up. And so I'm watching the Grizzlies sort of in the way you do when you're trying to be polite at dinner. Jeffrey, you know, you're familiar with this, right? When you're trying to be part of the conversation, but you also have one eye on the game that's unfolding. And uh, as the game is, and every once in a while you say, oh, I'm going to go to the, I'm going to go to the restroom. And then you, for that couple minutes, you pay rapt attention to the game. And, um, yeah, no, I, I'm familiar with the, with the move. I just let it be established. This is my just job. Watching. This is my job. So do you, what do you have it on your phone at the table? Depends. Or whatever. How, how good's my eyesight to the, they to know said it's TV. my job. I still, anyway, so, uh, so the Grizzlies are like the, uh, no jaw, no Luke. But they're playing uh, Jaron. Uh, they're playing Dez. And Jaron's playing out of his mind. And Dylan's being efficient. And Bain is playing well. And my God, they're up 14 in the fourth. I'm like, well, they got this. This is good. This is good. And uh, then all of a sudden, that pesky three-pointer, Jeffrey. Yeah. That pesky three-pointer. And I expected of C.J. McCollum. Right, I can, I can, I can say, yeah, I've seen that, I've seen this act before. First ballot Grizz killer. First ballot Grizz killer. Uh, he was a six of nine from three, and in the fateful fourth quarter, two of three from three. And he wasn't even the best the one. Oh no, 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 he wasn't the best one. I don't expect that a freaking Herb Jones, for God's sakes, good player, really good player, not your dead eye. No, no he's no Luke, and they don't say Herb. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't even sound good. It's a great point. Uh, five of eight from three. He had one in the fourth. And then Trey Murphy. I, if you're a Grizzlies fan, like there are there are some, if you're Sacramento, you've got to look at Luca with a stab of regret, right? You could have had him. Yeah. You didn't draft him. You drafted Bagley. Like, what Correct. are you thinking? You just flat out blew it. Yeah, you don't even have the situation where, like, your guy's still there. Like, maybe he's not as good as Luke. It's like, mm, you're done with no, him. No, it's, it's like, I, I have this with Patrick Mahomes. And again, the Bills have recovered by picking Josh Allen the next year, but it was their pick. Right. And they still have a Tredavious White, good player. At least I got Tredavious White, yeah. like, whatever. But anyway, so should the Grizzlies and Grizzlies fans lament Trey Murphy because he was selected with the Grizzlies' first-round pick in that draft, the draft where they traded Jonas Valanciunas. And it is funny how, how, how the narrative changes. At the time, Grizzlies fan, let's not Let's be clear about this. Revisionist history is what it is. But at the time, Grizzlies fans were livid that they traded beloved Jonas Valanciunas for washed up ass Stephen Adams, right? And they said, but at least, at least we get the higher pick. That's what we're getting out of it. We get to trade up and we got their pick instead of our pick. And as it happens, the Stephen Adams for Jonas Valanciunas part of the trade is like, yeah, woohoo! Now we love Stephen Adams, right? 
and love the fit. But it was with that pick, if the Grizzlies had simply stayed put and drafted Trey Murphy, they would certainly be better off than drafting Zaire Williams. Is that something we should lament? Absolutely not. I agree. Why? It's just not fair. It's just not fair. I mean, if you go through and nit, like, my deal is, you can always find someone. Correct. Almost always. What's amazing with the Grizzlies, there are times you can't. There are a startling number of draft picks. Almost every draft pick, you can find someone who was drafted after that pick who would have been a better pick, right? Like, unless you just nail it. And Now, the Grizzlies, you can't with Ja. That's an easy one, but you can't with Ja. And you you can't with Desmond Bain. I don't, you know, whatever. Like, they... And I don't know how many, if you can, with Brandon Clark, who would have been picked after Brandon Clark. But the Grizzlies have actually picked the – they've been the team that's picking the right guy. Here they did not – it does not appear that they picked the right guy. But you can't just go and nitpick every – and because and, and, there, there's always in an NBA draft, there's going to be three guys picked in the back half of the second round who are better, who are good. But nobody knows who the hell they're going to be or, they or the NBA draft would not be what it is, right? Yeah, I mean, we're twenty. You know, Tony Parker goes thirtieth overall. Were the Grizzlies wrong to draft Pal Gasol instead of? Well, no, because Tony Parker is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, so you can't. You know what I mean? Like, you can always just you can do the whole nip. You can always find someone who was picked later. I guess Trey Murphy wasn't supposed to go at ten. Like, you made the decision to trade up to ten. Now you can. My thing is, you can you can question whether or not they should have drafted Zaire, but. Like no one was taking Trey Murphy at that point. Uh, anyway, so then the Pelicans are up. They're going to win. I look away. Game over. They're up by six with 11 seconds to go. The Pelicans are. I turn to my friends at Bog and Barley and I say, well, you win some, you lose some. Mm-hmm. And then I swear to God, I looked up. A minute later, and the freaking and and Jaron is at the line, ready to hit a second free throw to tie the game and send it in an overtime. Like, what in the world happened while I was eating Guinness chocolate cake at Bog and Barley? And what happened was, what happened was they're down six. Dylan uh, is fouled shooting a three. Yes. Uh, so that, but he misses the free throw intentionally. Right. Yeah. So then you're then you're and then he, but he had crossed the line, so right, it was exactly. yes. So you're uh, but so you're still down three. Yeah. So then on the inbound, Pelicans commit an offensive foul. That's nine seconds left at this point on the inbounds. Pelicans commit an offensive foul. I went back and watched it later, and so my God, they've got the ball back now. They're down three with possession. Pelicans, not unwisely choose to foul. Correct. Up three, you foul. Up three, yeah. you foul. Yeah. Uh, Jaron goes to the line. I'm sorry, Bain goes to the line. Yeah. Makes the first, mm-hmm. and then intentionally misses the second. Yes, on a play drawn up by Brevin Knight. <laughs> on a play drawn up by Brevin Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, then Jaron gets the rebound and is fouled. Correct. He goes to the line, hits two, and you're like, my God. And then they collapse in overtime. After winning the tip. It doesn't seem, it's not nearly as fun a story when they lose in overtime. No, especially 
It feels. And it was, and by the way, thirty seconds into overtime, it was also over. Oh yeah, no, the Grizzlies. Like it was like boom. The like, Grizzlies. Yeah. The Grizzlies win the tap. Because now I'm paying attention. I'm yes. like, wow. That it, it felt oh, like. Oh, so it's your fault. Yes, exactly. It was totally my fault. Thank oh, you, Jeffrey. God. You've put your. Thank finger God, we got a scapegoat. You have put your finger on it. So the Grizzlies lose. The Grizzlies lose. The Grizzlies lose. Happily, happily, the Kings also lost. If the Kings had not lost, we would be. Well. We'll stipulate they want to finish second instead of third. So given that they want to finish second instead of third, although it's unclear if the matchup will be better at second than third, we'll get to that in a minute, but given that they want to finish second than third, if if they had, if the Kings had won last night, we'd be going, oh my God, this is tightening up. No question. And it also helped that the Kings game ended like minutes right after, so it helped you throw the game in the trash. Yes, yeah, yeah, threw the game in the trash. And so now the Grizzlies are in a position where, like, uh, God bless one of my friends on Twitter who said, here comes the three seed. I'm like, what is wrong? Like, why sky is falling? No, you're going to be the two seed because now at this point you can either beat Milwaukee, and Milwaukee, by the way, clinched the number one seed in the East. Giannis didn't play, and Chris Middleton goes out with an injury. And so... Uh, when they play Milwaukee tomorrow night, Milwaukee may play nobody. I think it's likely they play nobody. So the Grizzlies there. Grizzlies go ahead and clinch the two seed in the West. If and they if they don't do that, they'll have to clinch it at Oklahoma City on Sunday. And everyone else is forgetting the most important aspect. Budenholzer is going to do his boy a solid. <laughs> and then there's Budenholzer is going to do his. So it appears that they will finish, uh, despite the the some the doom and gloom from some quarters. Uh, it appears they will finish with. Have the you been living in my house? To seed was there doom and gloom? Oh my gosh! I mean, she and you are so simpatico it's the in their thing. fanship. Yeah, it's no, the, that's what she actually it's, said. It's she, I was thing. like, you and Jeff, you and Jeff are <laughs> the exact same when it comes to your fanship. And she's like, well, yeah, Bills. It's Bills. It, it's PTSD, man. You can't. It's just. It's the way it goes. Um, all right. In other news, however. Uh, anything else? Oh, the other news that came out of that game, by the way. So yeah, I, I just chalk it up to when the Pelicans are making tw- when they're going twenty-one of thirty-nine from three, and when Herb Jones is going five of eight. You had C.J. McCollum six and nine. I mean, yeah, C.J. McCollum six and nine, uh, and you had uh, Trey uh, Murphy seven of thirteen, and Herb Jones five of eight from three. They tied a franchise record for right. most three pointers made. So I think in those moments you just sort of. What's amazing is is that it 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 went into OT. Grizzlies outscored them seventy to thirty four in the paint, uh, twenty four to eleven second chance points. They had more field goal, sixteen more field goal attempts, uh, but the three. I don't know if anyone has said this before. The great equalizer, mm-hmm. and um, so that is the way that unfolded, but. Because of the way everything else unfolded, it does appear, it does appear that the likely scenario is the Grizzlies will play the Lakers. If you had to pick a team right now who the Grizzlies are going to be meeting in the first round, it is going to be the Los Angeles Lakers. Is that not correct? I think that's fair. The only hesitation that I have is that the Lakers actually have the tiebreaker against the Warriors. So the Warriors have Sacramento in Sacramento. Well, let's, go th- let's go through some of All this. Right. Okay. So right now, the, the teams that are really in play, the Clippers 
and Golden State are both 42 and 38. And they are a game ahead of the Lakers and the New, and, and New Orleans, who are 41 and 39. And they are a game ahead of Minnesota, who is 40 and 40. Do you have, uh, do we, we'll just go ahead and, and who do the Clippers have? So the Clippers' remaining schedule is Portland at home mm-hmm. on the 8th. So that's Saturday. And then on Sunday, they have the second night of a back to or the second afternoon of a back to back. They go to Phoenix. One and one, I think, would be likely. Phoenix is not going to play. The question, anybody. though, is yeah. Phoenix is not going to play anybody. Oh, Phoenix is. Are the Clippers going to play anybody? Oh, well, that's the question. Is That's the real question. On Sunday, does anybody play anybody? <sighs> are the Clippers going to be able to avoid winning that game? I don't think they're going to be able to avoid winning that game. I'm I'm with you, but again, the Clippers have the Clippers are like one of the most fickle teams I feel like that we've been watching this entire time. Like games that you think that they're going to try hard and play like All they right. sit everybody. Who does Golden State have? Golden State's remaining schedule is Sacramento tomorrow night at Sacramento. Then they've got Portland. Sacramento I guess has a lot to play for still. So Maybe has something to play for. Well, and also the Warriors are just so bad on the road. And the Warriors are so bad on the road. Okay. And then, then who else? And then the Lakers have. No, no, no. Golden State, who do they close with? Then they close with Portland on the road. So they've got at Portland. I mean, I will say this Portland is like playing hard with their guys that nobody wants. Yeah, they can win that if they want, though. Yeah. We saw that. Um, Lakers. The Lakers' remaining schedule is. Phoenix on Friday at home, and then they host Utah on Sunday. New Orleans? New Orleans' remaining schedule is the Knicks on Friday, and then they go to Minnesota on Sunday. I can't get my mind around it. The best hope is for who? The best hope is that. New Orleans just goes to L.A. and wins the play-in. Well, that's the thing. So right now, the, the play-in, if, if, if the season ended today, Lakers 7, New Orleans 8, New Orleans 8, and there's a game of separation there between the, the, those teams are a game behind Golden State and a game ahead of Minnesota. And so right now, and the Lakers have the tiebreaker over Minnesota because they've beaten them three out of four times. So... Right now, you'd be looking at New Orleans playing the Lakers in the play-in and the winner coming to Memphis, which means the likely scenario as we sit here is that it's going to be the NBA circus coming to town. Do we like that? Do we hate that? Hate's too strong. I don't hate it. You just In the end, you just embrace it, right? In the end, you just... I, I don't hate it. I, I don't. It is not what I would prefer, but I don't hate it. It is certainly an opportunity. Well, and furthermore, everyone's going to be watching. Every, like right now, you already, are the center of the NBA universe. Right. There's no question. And, and right now, the, the you know, you just turn on the TV and watch an NBA show. It's with, are the, are the Lakers legit title contenders? Like that's, mm-hmm. that's. Lakers, legit title contenders. LeBron, Lakers, Lakers, LeBron. Anthony Davis, LeBron, Lakers, LeBron. And so 
everyone will be here. If you enjoyed it when Brooklyn came to town mm-hmm. and ESPN moved to town for that one day in Memphis, if you enjoyed that, there is no let, – let's be honest. I think here in Memphis we're kind of getting over the Jaw stuff. Like, that. you know, he, he, he had a great apology. He's you know, seems to have, like – but I think league-wide – the narrative about the Grizzlies being this joyous up-and-coming team has still shifted, right? Oh, yeah. And here is a way to take back the narrative. Oh, and especially when you consider... You you send them out? They don't really have someone that can stay in front of Ja. This could be, like, the stage that Ja needs because he could just go absolutely off. Beat the hell out of that yes. team? Send LeBron off? Mm-hmm. Like, that would be fun. Yes, Give them, give LeBron and AD their first playoff series loss when healthy. So it's not all bad, but that is what it's looking like at this moment. Uh, all right. So, uh, but we won't know for sure for a while. And uh, I, I will say, like, I, I coming in today, I'm like, are we really going to be talking about possible match? It feels like we've been talking about matchups now for the better part of a week. Right, just matchups, matchups, matchups. And honestly, I'm a little bored of it. I was, I was about to say, I found myself yesterday going, "Are we?" Like, I was just bored. Well, I was like, honest, are we really particularly doing this when game? I go on with, with Gabe at five sure. o'clock, and I've already talked about it for two hours, and then Gabe says, "Well, what do you think of the matchup?" I'm like, hypothetical matchups. There's only honestly, John. Yesterday, it was the John comes in every Wednesday, and I, I do a hit with John, and I because we're friends off the air. I really, I have a great time talking to John. It's usually a great segment. It's funny, and he's thoughtful. Yesterday, he was just surly, honestly. Uh And he didn't want – he was spinning this stupid theory that the Clippers and Lakers, both of them wanted to lose that game last night. But I think it was mostly because he was just grumpy because he didn't want to talk about hypothetical – I think we're all a little sick of talking about hypothetical matchups. But when it starts to crystallize and you start to contemplate, my God – it really could be working out that the Lakers come to town. It puts a little more pizzazz into the thing. Oh, I mean, it will be it will be the biggest series by far of the first round. I mean by far. You know, you're gonna you're gonna play. And you're on gonna be ABC. on, on ABC. Gonna, yes. It will be wildly scrutinized. And uh pretty sure there won't be an NBA TV game. That's what we're looking at right now. All right, other uh, other news before we get again. It's Dan Devine, then Chris Harrington, and then writer than write trivia today on the show. Before we get to Dan Devine, did want to touch on some other matters, including Tiger Woods has now teed off. Has he not? He is in the middle of the fairway on the first hole, Jeff, and he is getting ready to hit his approach shot into number one, a hole that typically owns him. It's up in the air. It's going right. It's tailing. It's tailing. He hits the middle of the green, and he'll have a long two-putt. Where are you watching this? It's on, uh, it's it's on, on the Masters Plus. app. Yes. Well, or if you don't have Plus, you can just download the Masters Do you not app. have Plus? I do, but I I prefer the Masters uh, app. Masters app. Correct. And, and is the Masters app full coverage beginning to end? Uh, it's full coverage is a stretch. Like, it has, like, specific coverage. So, like, you can watch... Amen Corner, which is the approach really? shot from eleven. The okay. The, what's ESPN Plus now? If you want to watch ESPN Plus, is that is that because I think the the it, it it on ESPN it's on TV starting today. The Masters on TV today starting at two. 
Mm-hmm. And so before then, you got to watch on ESPN Plus or I guess the Masters app. If you're watching on ESPN Plus, what are you seeing? Honestly, I'm pretty sure it's the exact same coverage as as the Masters app. Um, but it's it, yeah, it's basically the same thing. You watch featured groups like so. Tiger's playing on a featured group. You'll see if you want to watch every shot from Tiger Woods today, you can do. You so. can yes. Um, now yesterday he did not show up at the course at all. Correct, and there was some. Something wrong, and that, no, his, no. I mean, he's that. That's kind of been his right, routine. He's, he's, is like he puts in, he puts in all the work, and, and he tries to rest up. Beyond the, the, so the stories at the Masters, you've got Tiger, mm-hmm. who will always be the biggest story anywhere. Yeah, uh, you've got the live golfers, mm-hmm. um, and and then you've got the weather. Yes, right. Yes, not today. Today is supposed to yes. be okay. Yes, and then it's and then it rolls to sodden after yes. that, and that gives hope. To the big bomber, mm-hmm. <laughs> to the big yes. bombers, and that gives hope to Rory. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rory, night time's a charm, Jeff. Uh, uh, Scotty Scheffler tees off at uh, twelve thirty-six. Rory at twelve forty-eight. I think. Yeah, they're back to back, and uh, I think Spieth's behind him. All right. Any development so far on the uh, on the leaderboard? Uh, Patrick Reed is at one under, which currently is tied for the lead. So if you're if you're a Patrick Reed person, uh, congratulations. Um, also, okay. you should rethink your life. Also, you should rethink your life. Any other particular news of note? It's still so, so early. Um, I, you know, I mean, to me, it's just a matter of does the weather does the weather end up being what the forecast is? And if so, and is this lamentable? By the way, well, tell me if Rory wins on Sunday. <laughs> um, if Rory loses, don't worry. I'll figure out a way to cheapen this championship. Um. All right, uh, and then the other. Uh, let's see the other story from yesterday. Oh, that, there's some more about the Angel Reese stuff. Um, Speaking of stories, I'm bored with. I'm I'm kind of moved on from that yeah. one too. Um, I, I listen. She doesn't have to accept Jill Biden. Jill Biden, as we said, was it was stupid to say we're going to invite Iowa to the to the White House. You don't invite the loser to the White House. It, here's what it looks like. Looks like you're inviting the white girl to the the white, you know, the, the to, to the White House even though she lost. Uh where you where you never do and yet we're going to make an exception for the white superstar. That's what it looks like. And by the way, not the smartest thing when Joe Biden needs uh the, the black vote in in if he's if he is running for re-election, um to be enthusiastic and in uh, and coming out on mass, and so it was a stupid thing for Jill Biden to say. It was stupid on the merits, honestly. It just was stupid. Um, she then apologized, and they're not they're not, not inviting to the White House. And I suppose if Angel Reese doesn't want to accept the apology, she doesn't have to. But it was I'm I'm it was not it was not some great criminal offense to say we're to, to offhandedly say we might also have them to the white house. It was not the, it is, you know, whatever. I, I'm kind of done with it. I'm kind of done with that too. Nice for women's basketball. The whole thing is great for women's basketball. And that is fabulous. All right. We got Dan Devine coming up next. Then Chris Harrington, then writer, then write trivia. Before that, I will tell you there's a new faster, less expensive way to get a home loan in Memphis. Loan pronto, loanpronto.com. It is a game changer started by a guy who worked in the industry, and he says, this is unduly complicated, as any of you who've gotten one alone knows. This is unduly complicated, and by the way, this is also unduly expensive. 
Why do we do it this way? Well, Loan Pronto's all digital platform makes it incredibly easy. Very little paperwork. You can get your money in as little as five days, and 90% do not need an appraisal. They do full refis, if that's what you're interested in. They do new home loans. Uh, but you can also, with their Express Equity line of credit program, you can keep your main mortgage with that low interest rate and tap into the equity in your home to pay off credit cards for which you're paying whatever, 25% or whatever the ridiculous interest rates are. Or you can do a home improvement project. It's Loan Pronto, loanpronto.com. Phone number, 901-589-2155. Once again, 901-589-2155. Equal housing lender, NMLS 1661781, subject to lender approval. When we come back, Dan Devine joins us. It is Jeff Gawkins, 92.9 FM ESPN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Mr. Crick with BetQL. With the playoffs here, if you have a better future for NBA champions, speak now or forever you hold your peace. The Bucks and Celtics are your current favorites, but the best bang for your buck, in my opinion, is the defending champs, the Golden State Warriors, who sit at 14-1. to Although this has been an up-and-down year, they're getting healthy at the right time, and if Andrew Wiggins is good and he can take the court, I love this bet. In order to be the man, you gotta beat the man, and no one's taking that crown from the Warriors just yet. I'm Trista Crick, helping you beat the books. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering professional-grade industrial supplies, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.
We're talking with Justin Wynn, the GM of Red River Ford Toyota in Wynn. Good morning, Justin. Hey, Dennis. It's good to be here. I'm glad to be on Memphis Radio. I tell you, we've got a lot of good things going on. For the last couple of years, you've seen dealers battle the shortage of new car inventory. You've seen prices on new cars going up. Well, those days are coming in. We've been able to build a supply of new car inventory sitting here on the lot. So you're actually able to come by, look at vehicles, drive vehicles, push the button, smell that new car smell. I've got plenty of new Toyotas sitting here in stock. I've got new Ford sitting here in stock. I have access to over 700 quality pre-owned vehicles. So if you don't see something that's going to fit your needs and wants, please let us know. More than likely, we have that at one of our other locations. I'll deliver it straight to your driveway, just like I will with any vehicle purchase. There's no need to cross the river and come over, but you do need to give us a call. 870-238-7770. And of course, we're always open at RedRiverFordToyota.com. There's no better time to hit the court for some exciting basketball action. Download the BetMGM app today and bet with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 years or older. Must be in Tennessee. Visit BetMGM.com for a full list of terms and conditions. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. That's 1-800-889-9789. Eight, nine. At Kroger, we want our fresh produce to meet your expectations, which is why we're dedicated to doing up to a 27-point inspection on our fruits and veggies, checking for things like scarring. In fact, only the best produce like zesty oranges and crisp carrots reach our shelves. Because when it comes to fresh, our higher standards mean fresher produce. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Save now on Smithfield Bone-In Half Ham. On sale for $1.29 a pound with your card and additional $25 purchase. Limit two. Kroger, fresh for everyone. We're here with Jennifer Carsonson, real estate expert from the Live Love Memphis Group at the Real Estate Agency. What would you say about a potential buyer who's on the fence about renting or buying? In Q4, investors don't buy as much. They're holding their inventory. Why? Because people don't rent as often in the winter. So the people that had saved their money, that had gotten beat out by offers, now is that time. Jen, how can someone find out more? For those folks to just have a conversation with a realtor that they trust, a lender that they trust, to figure out if the plan is still viable for them to buy a house. And there's ways that we can work with people who are in leases. There's buyout clauses. I mean, there's all kinds of different options for folks. If you think that you're stuck in a lease until spring or summer, that might not be the case. Whether you're buying or selling, you need Jennifer Carsonson in the Live Love Group at the Real Estate Agency, 901-625-5200, or email them at sold at livelovememphis.com. That's 901-625-5200 or sold at livelovememphis.com. There comes a time every spring and summer where you look outside in Memphis and everything is colorful and blooming. Well, the same thing happens at O'Call, and that time has arrived. The spring and summer merchandise is here, and the whole store is blooming with color. Stop on by and see for yourself. Maybe you're planning for a spring trip, a return to the golf course, or wedding and graduation season. Or maybe you just want to celebrate the return of spring days, sunshine, and the playoffs. Whatever your inspiration, stop by and see your friends at O'Call. The whole place is blooming. 
Visit Frontier Western Store today for new shirts and boots. Frontier is your top Carhartt store in the Mid-South. There's thousands of in-stock shirts and jeans. They have the classic K87 pocket tee in every color they make, including new ones just released. Available small to 4X. Want new jeans? Frontier has you covered with super tough work denim by Carhartt. And you've got to check out their selection of Ariat jeans for men, women, and children. You'll love how easy it is to find the size and style you need. Have you seen Frontier's remodeled, world-famous boot showroom? It continues to expand. New styles by Ariat just arrived, plus plenty of in-stock proven classics, too. Whether you need work or dress boots, trust that Frontier's the place to come. See thousands of pairs of Ariat boots and thousands more by Dan Post, Corral, Durango, Rocky, Twisted X, and others. And Frontier's pricing is lower than online and chain stores, so you know just the local shop to visit. Frontier Western Store, 5880 Goodman Road in Olive Branch, and on the web at FrontierWesternStore.com. Locally owned and operated since 1967. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, beat the largest timeshare company in federal court and has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare information guide absolutely free. Call 800-785-1155. That's 800-785-1155. Hey, who's my brother? The Sunrise Buick GMC truck. Thinking about buying a new or used car or truck? Remember, the selection's better and the savings are bigger at Sunrise. Over 600 new cars and trucks to choose from. Factory rebates up to $1,000 and interest rates low as 2.9. Bad credit? It's okay. At Sunrise, we've got a financing plan for everybody. SunriseMemphis.com. We're saving you money. It's just the way you're doing business. Coming to Pike Wolfcase and Collierville. We make it fun to buy a car again. Check out the all-new Sunrise Truck Corral. Huge selection of nothing but trucks. All banks, all models, all prices, all trucks, all the time. Thanks to Sunrise Wolfcase. Do you ever find yourself sadly scrolling through social media on a Friday night? Have you ever passive-aggressively liked to post to friends having fun without you? You are not alone. Thousands of Mid-Southerners suffer from undiagnosed FOMO, fear of missing out. But now there's a cure. Southland Casino Hotel's House Party. Celebrate one year of the new casino Friday, April 14th. Live DJ, music, cash, giveaways, and more. FOMO, no more at Southland Casino Hotel. Must be 21 plus. Play responsibly for help quitting. Call 800-522-4700. It's the most wonderful week of the year for golfers. Masters Week. Don't forget to watch Scotty Scheffler try to defend his Masters Tournament green jacket. This What to Watch moment is brought to you by Edwin Watts Golf. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Jeff Dawkins Show, joined by Dan Devine, senior NBA writer over at Yahoo, on Twitter, at Your Man Devine, the, po- the podcast. Got to listen to it. New podcast is No Caprum. Uh, make sure you listen to that. Dan, now that you're doing the podcast, do you find that you talk too much? 
have you been talking to my wife? Is this what's happening? Um, <laughs> I just find I talk too much. Honestly, like, I get sick of myself talking. And so I, will, I wonder. I, yes. I will say this. So I had a certain amount of nerves about starting the show, right? You know, you're, you're going through the, like, the, the planning process and the test episodes, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, yeah. my name's going to be on this thing, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that people will be interested in it. And I'm also like, am I going to be worth listening to and all that? And one of my oldest friends, a friend from a college roommate, said, I don't know, man. Uh, you definitely have talked more than any person I've ever known in my life. So think about it just like, oh, yeah, I know how to talk because, Jesus, do you know how to talk? And uh, once that happened, I felt a little bit hurt. But then I was like, oh, I guess that's a good point. I am just talking to somebody. And then it'll be up to the, the market to decide whether or not that's interesting. But, yeah, I, I think whether I've talked too much has never been a problem. The question is always, <laughs> was there, was there any, uh, any signal inside the noise? Well, um, Memphis, all you Memphians out there, uh, Dan's been really good to come on our show all these years, and so uh, you should give No Cap Room a listen. My friend Charles Fishman, who cares nothing about sports, is an author, uh, and uh, he just loves this segment, Dan. He thinks you sound great talking about whatever. So, um, oh, that's super so, kind. Thanks, Charles. So, uh, so there you go. Okay. So it appears that we're maybe this is precipitous to say this, but it does appear to me that we're going to be host. We're going to be at the center of the NBA universe very shortly here in Memphis because it appears to me that the Lakers are coming to town. Is that what it appears? Again, we've been redoing this. We redo this every day. But does it appears to you? It appear to you that the Lakers Grizzlies are going to be the first round matchup. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I have not checked like the the most schedules, recent right. schedules, but uh, or the you know the, the the odds on the the seeding finales. But yeah, I mean, if they if the if the Lakers are in that seven eight matchup, uh, they are given, at, at the it, moment. They are, and at the at moment, moment they'd be hosting the Pelicans, right? Right, and that's been you know the in terms of overall team quality over the last uh, little bit here. I mean, I guess you know the, the Pelicans have been playing really well. That defense has held up, and Brandon Ingram has been pr- mostly out of his mind for the last like ten fifteen games, but uh, I think, yeah, you probably have to feel pretty decent about LeBron and AD's chances in that, given the way that their their defense has also picked up since the, the rust trade and everything. Um, you probably have them favored in that game, especially if they're the seven and they're hosting it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, given, given all those those factors, those parameters, it's, it is possible and, uh, that, that they're you wind up uh, hosting uh, a pretty uh, a pretty glitzy opponent uh, in round one, and which I mean, obviously the, there's been no shortage of I mean there's no shortage of, of of static and bad blood with the Grizzlies and a lot of teams in the bracket, but um, <laughs> we did have the the, the the Shannon Sharp of it all, and right. uh, there and there's you know the, the one of the inciting incidents in terms of the Grizzlies becoming uh, a team that either people loved to hate or loved to love was them going out of their way to let LeBron know that nobody really was really worried about him last season as they. Blitzed them in L.A. Um, yeah, there's there's some there's some drama associated with that. It ought to be pretty interesting if that's the way it shakes out. It actually would be an opportunity, I think, for the Grizzlies who to reassert the good parts of their of of, of their reputation, right? You know, of their brand, whatever. You know, it felt like just six months ago or a year ago, the Grizzlies were it, people liked them. <laughs> and, 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 and now it feels like they don't. And it feels like it would be an It certainly have, all eyes will, would be on the matchup. How good do you think these Lakers are, the post-trade deadline Lakers? And honestly, if, you were to, if a season were to have started today, let's just say, it, it, good health and everything, like how, how, where, are the, are the, where are the Lakers in your power ranking of teams in the, in the West, right? just in terms of sheer quality right now, given the rosters that are available right now? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing is just that the, the reorganization at the trade deadline allowed them to get back to a, a format that made sense. It's sort of, it's not exactly the same as the way they played under Frank Vogel because there were kind of two centers in that line or two big guys in that lineup and it was all about rim protection, sort of like uh, in Milwaukee, the way things worked there. But they are, uh, and the shooters are maybe aren't quite as good as, you know, we have KCP and Kuzma and the other guys that were sort of surrounded with Danny Green out there for that season. But the, the, the premise is the same. It's like we're going to be an excellent defense and we're going to be good enough on offense. And the answer is like when we don't have an answer with our, like, our sets or our motion or whatever, we're going to rely on the LeBron AD pick and roll to create something good. And so since the trade deadline, since they moved Russ and got back a handful of pieces for him and got, you know, and got those guys healthy again, they're the number two defense in the NBA, according to cleaning the glass. That strips out garbage time possessions. But number two right behind Boston, and they're about league average on offense. So the, 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 the hope, the idea is we grind you down, maybe we force some turnovers, we get LeBron freight train downhill, and we have enough playmaking and shooting with D'Angelo Russell, with Austin Reeves. Uh, you know, the, the, maybe you get one game where Troy Brown Jr. makes a few threes. You have sort of other guys in the rotation. Maybe you get the one Malik Beasley hot game, although he's been trending down since the trades and see the, the first couple of games there. So it's, uh, it, it is a, a formula that has worked. Uh, we saw it work in the bubble. We saw it work the first half of the following season before injuries kind of waylaid them and set everything in motion to kind of go downhill. And I think the concern, it, it, it's in some, in some ways, they, they arrive at it differently, but in some ways similar to kind of Memphis's uh, framework. We are going to be an elite defense. We're going to protect the rim. We've got a guy that we think is sort of like the queen on the chessboard that can defend all over the place, AD and, and Jaron. And then we're going to rely on our half-court locksmith to kind of figure out what, what's in front of him and get, get us to enough points, uh, LeBron and Ja. So I think the Grizzlies, oh, you know, for sort of top to bottom overall, probably have like the deeper talent pool and you know there's more more potential answers uh, especially if Jaron continues playing the way offensively he has for the last you know 20 games or so but uh obviously you don't love the the feeling of a healthy LeBron and a healthy AD coming into town who guards Ja it's a really good question um uh at the point in the, in the in the starting lineup I wonder is it maybe Austin Reeves I'm actually kind of haven't been paying super duper close yeah. attention to how the Lakers match up but in terms of what their uh, what their depth chart looks like right now? There's not a really great like point of attack ace. Um, is if you're starting if you're starting unless they they really kind of like junk up the matchups and say like all right uh, Jared Vanderbilt let's like throw a huge a huge long guy on you and try to just sort of see how you how you do with that. Um, I would suspect that they would not want to put LeBron on him off the rip because right. you don't want to uh, you know you, you want to save hit his gas tank. You need a, you know AD to be able to sort of captain everything from the back line. Um, D'Angelo Russell or Austin Reeves probably gets the first crack at that, and then the, the hope being they're bigger, they're, they're big and they're long, and they can funnel to help, and sort of you see where it goes from there. But once the Grizzlies uh, start busting that up, uh, I imagine Darvin Ham might have to go to plan B pretty quick. And then, uh, there's really not excellent answers down the roster. You know, it's Dennis Schroeder and Malik Beasley off the bench, and that's not, you know, those guys are, you know, are capable, but they're not, they're not elite stoppers there. So the, uh, the Grizzlies definitely should have a, a, a matchup advantage there. It's just going to be about once Jaron, once Ja, ja beats that first line of defense, how do the Lakers sort of respond to, to Swarm, and then can the Grizzlies make a, you know, once the defense is bent, make a second side play out of it. The betting markets, Grizzlies play, uh, Grizzlies can clinch the two seed if they beat Milwaukee and Milwaukee, you know, now they've clinched the one, so they have nothing to play for uh, at this point. But it will be uh, the defensive play of the year uh, 
uh, uh, winner will presumably be in that game. The betting markets right now say Jaron Jackson Jr. will be Defensive Player of the Year. Last week, I got I, I, I got close to the rail when I asked you what you thought about all NBA and job. <laughs> so I do this warily. What, who's going to win the Defensive Player of the Year? I think that Jaron certainly has an, a fantastic chance at it. I mean, to me, it's probably going to be a three-person race. Um, it's it's Jaron, it's Brook Lopez, and I'm guessing Evan Mobley makes his way in there, mm-hmm. just because the 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 when you look at who you know, uh, it's sort of an easy back of the envelope math to figure out who you're you're likely to have at the, in the final table is just look at the defensive standings, right? Who's number one in, in defense efficiency? Who's number two? Who's number three? And right now, depending on you know which site which site you look at. It's, you know, Milwaukee, Memphis, Cleveland right up there at the top. And who are the kind of centerpieces of those? There's a, a, a possibility that Mobley winds up splitting the vote a little bit because Jared Allen is also there and is such a, um, you know, such a, a rim protector for them. And them together has been really the, the, the secret sauce in Cleveland for the last couple of seasons. But Mobley has taken a step forward this year when he's had to play center and do a little bit more of that of the Jaron Jackson-y kind of things, um, you know, out on the floor, switching, defending in space, all that sort of stuff. Uh, while just contesting a crazy amount of shots, Lopez is, has gotten. It's it's kind of odd to say because they have a lineup where he's at the back line. Giannis is on the weak side, former Defensive Player of the Year. Drew Holiday, who everybody seems to be like stunned, has never won a Defensive Player of the Year. It's like why hasn't that guy won? It's like well because we don't give it to guards mostly. But so there's literally there's like three. Uh, people in that, that, that you could make an argument for there. Uh, and we'll do a plug for the podcast. I had an interview with Bobby Portis that's going to be on the, the show that goes up later today, and I made him choose from between the three of them. Oh, who should get his that's vote. good. So, there's a yeah. tease. Um, <laughs> he was a very good sport about it. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, and Brooke, has, there's been a drumbeat for him kind of all season uh, with the, 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 them being elite. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Jared. The block numbers becoming so insane, and the the Grizzlies having the going from like an average or below defense to like lights out almost as soon as he got back, and sustaining that all season long. Uh, the betting market being there it doesn't surprise me, but I, I bet it's going to be one of those three guys. Um, Mark Cuban spoke last night about an impromptu presser. Defending the decision, or not the decision, defending the departure of Jalen Brunson to the Knicks, basically saying they never. The narrative so far has been, boy, didn't the Mavericks blow it? That was the original sure. sin by not signing Jalen Brunson, and then they got to go to this Kyrie thing, and now what a mess it is. And so he decided he was showing people texts from his phone to indicate that hey, we never had a chance. What did you make of this uh, 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 sort of development last night? Um, I, I mean, there's, I think the phrase is, uh, a hit dog is going to holler. Um, you know, if you are feeling the pain and the pressure of people uh, calling you out of your name for something that you, they perceive you having done wrong, when you rush to your own defense, it's perhaps out of a feeling of feeling defensive. Um, you can, I mean, listen, may, may, uh, maybe he's absolutely right, and maybe all of this stems from just like there was no chance, there was never going to be an opportunity for uh, the Mavs to keep Jalen Brunson, no matter what kind of offer they would have made him, no, regardless. I, I mean, that is not what Jalen Brunson, and, and, and that's not what the previous reporting has been, and I'm sure that's where Mark Cuban comes to say, I want to correct the record. Right. Um, but 
the this the, if Jalen Brunson wasn't having a near All Star, near All NBA season for a team that is firmly in the number five seed in the playoff race right now, I don't think we would ha- be having hastily called press conferences about this. If the Mavericks weren't uh, you know raging against the dying of the light to get into the ten seed, despite having you know two All NBA uh, caliber guards, I don't think we'd be having a discussion about this. Um, whether or not, I mean, I don't know. Like, it, 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 it certainly seemed like there was uh, some, some business afoot when Rick Brunson suddenly, suddenly joined Tom Thibodeau's staff, and then you're like, well, wait a second. Uh, there's, his dad's there, his, his former agent, or his dad's former agent is now the president of basketball operations in New York. Uh, his agent is, or his first agent was the, the president of basketball operations' son. There's a lot of, um, you know, family business happening there, and maybe there was a, an open and shut case, and there always was going to be, but the fact that the Mavericks could have given him $55 million, if, I think if they had, had gone to him and said at the earliest possible opportunity, we want to give you as much money as we can for as long as we can give it to you, second round pick, we think we, know, we want to build with you, um, I, I imagine we'd be having different conversations. They didn't, and, and I understand why that was coming off of the playoff run where he was essentially too small and got played off the floor in the series against the Clippers. I understand why you might have been reticent to, to load up on him, especially you know, knowing you were given Luca the Supermax and everything else, but that didn't happen. They gave Dorian Finney-Smith an extension at that deadline instead of, uh, instead of Brunson. They get past the deadline. Brunson is the, the well apparently poisoned. He goes, they get nothing in return for him. They have to trade Finney-Smith to get Kyrie, and now they're staring down the barrel of the same type of thing with Christian Wood, who they traded for and now barely plays, and then uh, Kyrie having the opportunity to go the summer if he wants to. So what, what, what I made of Mark Cuban was – this is a man who's feeling some pressure from the outside and feels like he has to explain himself. And as somebody who lives in New York and has watched James Dolan go on the TV, <laughs> uh, it, it felt familiar. It doesn't go well. It typically doesn't go well when that happens. You have a piece up uh, that I heard people read about um, about the new collective bargaining agreement that is in the works uh, for the NBA. I'll, uh, we'll talk more about it another time. Part of the, 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 One of the nice things here, which should not go uh, unnoted, is that there is a new collective bargaining agreement in the works, right? right? Like we aren't, we, we, we have seen in in this league, certainly in the NHL and the NFL, maybe, certainly baseball, we have seen work interruptions. Here it appears that everyone recognizes that things are pretty good. Let's keep the money pouring in. Is that your sense? Yeah, that's certainly the starting place, right? No missed games through the end of the decade seems like a pretty good headline. Um, there's a, you, you know, there's a glass half empty view on it that's like, we're, because the money is so good, nobody wants to kind of uh, upset the apple cart. But there are other things, you know, sort of uh, strength of the game kind of issues where, you know, you might want to dig in on what's going on with, like, the, lo- the local, the re- regional sports networks and the local TV markets and overall, you know, dec- maybe declining attendance or fan interest or whatever. And there's things, there are, are numbers that if you are inclined to see a, a downward slope, you could certainly see things there. If you are inclined to just look at the money line going up, you, you can be interested in that. I think the fact that you were talking about, I uh, believe the, 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 the average salary for a player is now north of $10 million, which is more than double what it was when we had the lockout in 2011. I think there's, there was an impetus on all sides. You know, that plus every franchise being worth more than a billion dollars now, you know, even the, the backwaters of the NBA being uh, north of that, and just like new pools of investment money seemingly coming in hand over fist. Everybody was, had a vested interest to keep the deal going. The question is, you know, are they going to be incentivized to make the quality of the game improvements? We, talk, we talked so much about 
you know, reducing the number of games to make sure that you have the you know, better rested players whose medical teams are not t- keeping them out of games on marquee nights, which is always that like third rail issue for the league. So there's stuff to get figured out and stuff that might wind up rearing its head sooner or later. But that's maybe like right now feels like the league and the players union at least see that as like maybe clouds looming over there and like let's not ruin our sunny day where we're raking in money hand over fist right now and the and the, the sum total for fans right now is you're not gonna have to sit there and wonder why there's no games in october november december for the next uh, at least you know six seven eight years it's an interesting uh, the, uh, the the uh, every thinking person knows that the schedule should be shorter this is crazy and instead what they're doing is adding an in-season tournament and then incentivizing people to play 65 games even though it's not particularly may not be healthy for them to play 65 games all that's a little nutty except for the reducing the schedule though which we also acknowledge isn't going to happen because of the money is there and i yeah this is maybe for another day is there other health of the game quality of the game stuff that they're ignoring because the money is that that's the obvious example we're like the money's so good we're not going to give money back is there other stuff that they're ignoring because let's just keep this train rolling well, I think, I mean, it might be more of a bigger picture, like the way we, the way the game is sort of t- uh, packaged and promoted and sold, which is often heavy on the drama and the off-court shenanigans right. and maybe a little less on the these guys you know, competing at the highest level. And then you sort of compare and contrast that with uh, the degree to which everybody sort of suddenly got super into, you know, like the women's final four, right? And where it's like there's transcendent teams. There, there are storylines there, but it's also watch this high level of play, this incredibly comp- you know, like uh, intense the, the right. game itself is intense, and that's what's drawing people in. And I think it hasn't always felt, or hasn't always felt like that way for a while in the NBA. It's been a little bit more about the sizzle than the steak, which is kind of tough because there's so much talent. There's so much young talent all over the map. There's so you know players coming from overseas from uh, the G League Ignites and the Overtime Elites and every other place that they're coming from. There's just so much talent in the league. The, the guys whose primes. Ten years ago, they would have been out of the league already, but now they're extending their primes into their late 30s. It's, uh, there's a lot to sell in that regard, and I think there are some folks who would rightly say, what if we focus a little bit less on the drama and more on, I don't know, like getting rid of mindless reviews that take forever and like, being like the quality of the actual on-court product and, and emphasizing that and selling that. Um, and we you know, would like to maybe see a little bit more of that. And then I'm sure that the folks at the league office would say, well, listen, um, we're about to sign a 50 or $60 billion broadcast rights deal, so we must be doing something right. right. Dan, thank you very much. The podcast is no cap room. Give it a listen, Memphis, and uh, read his stuff over at Yahoo. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Jeff. Take care. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's an interesting question, Jeffrey. When you, when, you, when you look at the fact that so much of the NBA feels like it's about – the the nonsense right it's about who said what about whom on what day and like that's what a lot of the coverage is about right correct it's until we get like into the playoffs like, into it's the never playoffs. the games is that really i would ask you this i even think the nfl is going that way but the nfl the games mean so much that when the games start the games take precedence Right. It's also why they don't have the health problem. They don't have the sitting out. The games mean so much that because there's so there's fewer of them. It is funny. They're bulking up their schedule. But the games mean so much in the NFL that in the end, uh, during the offseason, we can talk about Aaron Rodgers and we can talk about this and that. and We can do this. Who said what? But the games will ultimately be the focus. I would argue that in the NBA, 
it's not really the fault of the league that people focus on stuff other than play. It's it's what sells. It's media. It's you know. It's it's you know. There are 82 games. No game means that much. So you're not breaking down everything that happened in every game. And look at the way we cover politics or anything like right now. Right right now, what to do? People seize on the crap and they focus on the crap and they grab the clickbait. You see it in the coverage of daily coverage of NBA teams. What do people grab? Eight separate headlines with jaw on it. Like mm-hmm. that's in the end. I think it's the media universe as much. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.